Rusev Udria, Rusev Machka. And welcome in. It is Jobbing Out, episode number 39, Glenn Clark, alongside Aaron Oster, the WWE writer for the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. We talk pro wrestling each and every week. Good to have you back, pal. It, it was good. I uh, missed you guys last week. Missed being in the studio, even though I, I got to tell you, I thought for a second that maybe it should become the Sean Creedle and Glenn show. Sean Creedle. I, I, I didn't thought. actually listen. Did, did it go well? I, I didn't actually listen to the other segments. I'll, I'll be Boy, honest. Boy, that is. I'll be that honest. is really that is really refreshing to hear. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll be honest. Something. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Couldn't couldn't listen to the show, guys. No, no, no. But by the time I got around to listening to it, it was already in the past. You know, Raw had already passed, so I was just like, you know what? This is all in the past. What a Why jerk. listen to what something in the past? What a freaking <laughs> jerk you are. We had uh, our top five ideas on how we could freshen up, uh, cashing in money in the bank. Okay. Yeah, and you didn't bother to be a part of it. Well, I was in Florida. Oh, I was in Florida. I mean, yeah, I, I, things I on, were so much better for me. I, I, I was on a beach. What a, what, a, what a lame excuse. We got a great guest this week. Uh, Glenn Ruth, who you may know better as Headbanger Thrasher, is going to join the show. He's going to be at uh, Holiday Havoc, Maryland Championship Wrestling's event, Friday night in Delaware. Looking forward to talking to the former WWF Tag Team Champions. So that's coming up a little bit later on in this week's show. Uh, we are going to talk, uh, obviously, about what happened on Raw Monday night. A little bit later on, we get into uh, the quick count, top five, all the things that you like about the show. It's all brought to you by WrestleCrate. Go to WrestleCrate.com right now. Sign up for your monthly subscription for just $15 a month. That's where packages start. You get a box of goodies, wrestling goodies, shipped to your house every month. Stuff you want, DVDs, pop vinyls, autographed stuff, T-shirts from ProWrestlingTees.com and BarbershopWindow.com. The T-shirts alone, $19.99, but with your WrestleCrate subscription, just 15 bucks and even less. If you use the code JOSENTME, JOSENTME, you take 10% off your monthly WrestleCrate subscription. Go to WrestleCrate.com on Twitter, at WrestleCrates. So the big story this week we uh, played uh, in with the Rusev's music is we finally got some clarity as to why all these guys were hanging out last week. Because it's better, well, did, I guess, did, a week did, late did than never. Did we actually get clarity? or Well, we at least know they're a faction. Now. Yes, they, they are an actual faction. We know that much. And we don't really know why they're why they're a faction, other than I, maybe they hate America, but they didn't say that, no, so who no, knows? No, um, The League of Nations is now a thing as of Monday night, and maybe also includes the New Day, despite the fact that they're from America. I don't really under... Well, well... Maybe Kofi's from America. We're not really sure where <laughs> Kofi's from. We've changed our mind on that a few times. I I think immediately the reaction to the League of Nations was, oh, this is different. Okay. I, m- most everyone enjoys a good wrestling faction, so we'll be behind that. And then I think if you thought about it anymore, you said, wait a second, what are we doing? This is really stupid. Well, I never got, to the, I never got so far to say it's stupid. I was just like... As, as you said, you know, last week I kind of played it up. I was like, oh, this is interesting. You put Bear, you put Rusev with Sheamus. All of a sudden, Sheamus is not just, you know, there being okay. the champion. Now they've added Del Rio, which, you know, he's a Mex-American, which, what, whatever. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, but um, I never thought it was – I never got to the this is stupid. I did. But I, no, really, I did. You got to this is stupid? I'll tell you all the reasons why I got to this stupid. Fine, go fine, ahead. Be, before, well – 
mainly I was just like, okay, this is interesting. You just have to go somewhere with it now. I've never gotten to the stupid part because so far I, I'm giving it a chance before declaring it stupid. Okay. okay, here's all the reasons why it's stupid. One, we still don't know why these people are aligning with each other. Correct. We just know they're a faction. Correct. Two, it involves Seamus. It's stupid. Three, the star, if you were going to build a group around someone, why in God's name Because he's is, champion. Is, I don't know. I, I disagree. Rusev is the guy. Well, of course he's the guy. But and he's not the champion. But he in has, fact, he's the – well, no, he's not the only guy without a belt, but – He has no reason to be subservient to anyone. Well, we, he we, is a he, monster. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You say subservient. So far, we, we know Sheamus is the leader. He's the guy. But we haven't seen, like, in, anyone be subservient. He was a stooge. Let me introduce all my guys to you. Here's the Moscow uh, – like, I was about to call him the Moscow Mauler. The Bulgarian Brute. Yes. I remember a certain other character that they tried to do this with. Yes. <laughs> Here's the Bulgarian Brute, and then Rusev's got to do the goofy smile and wave to the crowd. He's a stooge. They're making the star of this a stooge. No. <laughs> Alberto Del Rio, as I said before, is Latin Seamus. No. <laughs> no well, to I, any I wonder, of this. I wonder if Kevin Owens, if he wasn't sick, would have been part of it. Or will he makes no it. sense to have his character well, as part of, the, of this. None of them, you know, all of them supposedly Oh, no, you can do whatever you want with Alberto Del Rio. Nobody cares. Right, right. Nobody cares what you do with Alberto Del Rio. Right. By all means, make him part of a faction. Make him part of six factions at the same time. Who cares? Wade Barrett, they have criminally uh, underused in the last few years. So do whatever you want to do with Wade Barrett because it's better than the dreck you've given him. But none of this actually makes any sense, and it reeks of not having any forward thinking. Yes. Of of showing up one week and saying, now we're going to do this and see if it works. There's no planning involved whatsoever. Yes. And to be fair, they couldn't do any planning for because two of their right. big I, guys I just went down in the past right. few I weeks. Right, un- I understand. So I'm, I'm sure that probably what, you know, we know that, you know, they had to shuffle around a lot. So even after Cesar, Cesar wasn't necessarily involved with anything, but he was just a big guy who could be wrestling Rusev right now. But for are, are they the authority? Are they affiliated with the authority? I assume Does the authority going, care? I assume we're going to find these things out, and, and that might be a big assumption. I mean, that part. is a ma- – we are, we are ten days away from a pay-per-view, Aaron. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the, it's just... It, I, I'll say this. This does reek of something that they were just... Again, we saw this last year, right, after Survivor Series. Though at least after Survivor Series, basically, because you had the teams already established, and you could just kind of branch off from you, there. Yeah, it is great. If you're going to do something stupid like this, do it for Survivor Series! But you couldn't, because you had Rollins as champion, and... You know, everything changed. Everything changed because Rollins went down. I mean, if you're like, certain that they had great planning before Rollins I, got hurt. I don't think they had great planning, but this clearly was not in the picture before Rollins went down. This is something that came into – you know what? It probably came into picture the, the day after uh, Survivor Series. Because supposedly, as we're finding out now, the decision to put the belt on Sheamus – probably wasn't done until that weekend. They were not sure what they were going to do. They had gone back and forth a lot. So this did come together in the last week. And so they're figuring out ways, okay, we need to get to Rumble. We just desperately need to get to Rumble any way we can. So what do we have here? Well, we have the Reigns versus Sheamus feud. How can we branch out from there to get people involved, to fill the time? You know, we have three hours. Are you more interested because there's a loose affiliation with these other guys? Am I more... 
I am more interested in a now. The weird thing about this is that you're not directly feuding because you have this is Rusev, Dean Ambrose is involved in a, in a, an angle that that has nothing to do with this. Right, and and you have and same with Rusev. You have Rusev involved with Ryback. Now, right. So. That's the weird part about it, is that they are not, don't seem to be completely sure this what is, they're doing. This is reeks with it. of, le- we had these guys run out and protect Sheamus, and we never really explained why they were running out to protect Sheamus. So now a week later, we have to explain why they are running out to protect Sheamus, but you still didn't really explain it. <laughs> right. You just said there's some affiliation between these people. So, why? I don't know. Especially, and, you know, you have Del Rio's and Zeb still doing the every country but Mexico and America are great. But aligning themselves with the league. Yes. Everything when you start looking deeper. Well, but hang on. Zeb didn't really align himself with the League of Nations. Only Alberto aligned himself with the League of Nations. I, I uh, aligned Zeb by default. This is why it's so nuts. Oh yeah, Del Rio's doing his whole thing too, yeah. It's, it's all nuts. It sucks. It's dumb. Well, uh, that's the thing though. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sort of sense. Yet, it almost no, no, it's no, no, it's, it's not. Cl- it's it's made. I'll I'll say this. It's made Rain Sheamus a little more compelling, and that's the problem. Is that <sighs> is that this whole thing has been built to make Rain Sheamus more compelling? Which I mean, granted it, is granted. You know, that's a good thing. To do. You want the top of the card to matter, but I don't know how much more. But it has. I am now more invested in Rain Sheamus because of all of this nonsense going on around it than I would have been if it was just Reigns for Sheamus. If you say so. I mean, it has, I am. It has done nothing for me, bro. Nothing. I, I thought the, you know, I don't necessarily like the, oh, all of your friends, because, you know, we saw that with Cena last year, with the, the whole all of your friends can get hurt if you don't succeed. But, again, you know, it added a little something to the feud. Again, all these things, they're not great. None of this is great. I don't know what Mick Foley was talking about that he thinks... Yeah, so, are- so Mick Foley was, like, going to stop watching if Raw wasn't good on Monday, and then he's like, no, Raw was great. Like, what are you what are you talking about? It but, was- yeah, so I, I don't know exactly what Mick Foley was talking about, that it was a great show, but it filled the time... It wasn't a bad show, bro. It just—it wasn't a bad show. It was not a bad show. I mean, it, it, I don't know what we're basing that. What the basis co- well, for comparison it, it, is? It wasn't as bad as some of those September shows. I mean, September there, there were some really shows. bad ones in there. Yeah. And if it, you're saying it didn't involve Sting or Kane in your main event, then yeah, you've improved, I guess, yeah. on that because you're not trying to convince us that a 50 year old is a competent uh, uh, challenger for the title. Like, okay, fine, but still, ugh, yeah. no. <laughs> No. Hey, anything anything that had an entrance, an introduction like the New Day introducing Sheamus. Ah, look, is, the, is, we all know we're in on the New Day. And if you had created something where the New Day were going to associate themselves with Sheamus because they wanted to, they you know they start doing it with Rollins. They like to associate with the other heel champions. Right. If you if you want to create that, a that scenario, could, quite frankly, that should have been it. It should have been Sheamus and the New Day. Right. I mean, there is a fine way of doing these things. It's just that this makes no sense. Why in the world does Alberto Del Rio care about any of these people? It, it makes absolutely no Again, uh, Sean said it last week. Kevin Owens would have made more sense because then at least you start to have, like, all of the champions are banding together. Well, yeah, even that doesn't make a ton well, of sense. But Kevin Owens could do the thing where he says, look, I'm going to have your back, but understand I'm having your back because I want that. Or, Or what you say is... You, you try to build up the mid-card titles, and you say, 
you know, I want my title. I want to keep my title. We're all helping each other keep Protect our titles. Protect our titles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Again, it doesn't, based on no, the logic I mean, it's, where... It's better than what we got right, right now. Right, exactly. You know... If we want to pretend the U.S. and IC title are prestigious, then you say, okay, these guys band together. They all help each other keep their titles. And eventually one of them loses their titles, and that causes the breakup of the group because he gets mad that they didn't help each other. You know, Like, that's something you could have done. And maybe that was their plan. Maybe Del Rio was never supposed to be part of this, and then Kevin Owens got Then just it. leave him out. That would have been the better thing. Yeah. I mean, why bring him out there? Because he needed a fourth guy, apparently. Ah. <sighs> so bad, dude. The only thing good that can come from this is this somehow launching Rusev into title picture. Which the, it doesn't seem like it's going to. And because then, and, there's no room for it right now because all of the champions are heels. Um, right, but what I'm saying is if, if this ultimately leads to Roman winning a title at some point, we, you know, getting the title back at, at Royal Rumble... And then you maybe you put him in at... Yeah, I'm just saying if somehow this is yeah. supposed to elevate Rusev to he turns on Sheamus... And I don't know that I like face Rusev, but uh, I mean, whatever you got to do. I, the only Rusev thing that... is just so odd right now because they don't seem to. And again, that's the the story of the card. They don't quite seem to know what they're doing. There's they're no just, purpose. They're just again, they are trying to get to the Rumble, which is kind of understandable in their There's situation. There's gotta be a but purpose. They, I I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that it's very clear what they're doing. They are putting things together to get to the Rumble, and. I see you shaking your head there. Don't look at me. I'm not the writer. Uh, and uh, uh, they're trying to get to the Rumble, so they're putting these things together. You have Rusev coming out with Lana. And, by the way, how great was that promo from Rusev? Uh, he's, he's gotten really good on the mic. Yeah, he's like, gotten really good. The way the crowd started chanting, we want Lana, and him stopping mid-sense right. and saying, she's mine, she's mine yeah. and just totally shutting them up. There are very few wrestlers in the WWE these days who has that sort of crowd control. Oh, hey, he did a good job. It, right. he's, he's phenomenal. He's, you you know, know, I, I keep saying, of any of these right, guys, if the, you're going to tell me that one of them is going to be a bona fide star in the next six months, Rusev is it, the guy. It's just, you know, it, it just reminded me of it. You know, I was singing his praises throughout the spring, and he went away for a while and was stuck in that stupid storyline. And yep. that moment made me realize, I think he might, you know, we talked about the, like, five-tool players a, a couple weeks ago. He may be one of the top five most rounded guys in the WWE I, I, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm so frustrated by them screwing with him with the Cena thing. Like yeah. I'm so yep. absurdly frustrated by them stunting his growth yep. by making him go through the Cena shit. Yep. Um, this guy is the real deal. He's yep. he's got it. He can do all of it. But you, ugh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, so that, it's, that's a tangent. But back to kind of what they're doing, you know. That's the problem right now. You can't book this. If I told you right now, you book this so it makes sense. Book the next to get us to the rumble based on what they've the, the tracks that they've laid and tell me how it makes sense. Uh, you, you have Ambrose and Russo start feuding each other with each other one on one. Basically, you, you cut but, out these other random storylines that they're. But you doing. can't do that a week before a pay per view. No, I, you can't. But you start doing it after. You, you get done with whatever. Then you're doing. why did you do this now? It doesn't make sense. That's the problem. <laughs> right. You have to work with what they've done. Right. They've done this. Right. You can't undo it. I know. I would have done Raw very differently. I'm understanding <laughs> that. But I just told you, deal. Here's the the, the hands that you the hand that you've been dealt. Ignore now, it. <laughs> They've done that in the past. They have done that in the past. <laughs> you say you, you can't do it. You're They've not, done you're not supposed to. <laughs> but you can do it. All right, all right. Now you're you're pushing it. Now you're pushing it. Somehow turn this into something quality. Uh, do, do I get past TLC or are we saying... No, you've got to start now. 
well, booking guilty. Uh, no, you know what I let them do? I let them, I let them kind of loosely finish up this. Where I let Rusa face Ryback. I let the new day, the Usos face the new day. What are they doing with it? Oh yeah, Owens and Ambrose. I, you know, I Del Rio with. Who's Del Rio feuding with? Like, oh, Swagger. Yeah, that's right. He's feuding with Swagger. That's why I couldn't remember. I mean, Jack except Swagger. that Swagger wasn't really around. <laughs> well, he he was on Monday. I mean, yeah, okay. He came out. He made the run in, and he said, "We the people," because right, that's right. all I think. I, I feed them, and then I totally forget about everything, and I get these guys together. Uh, I, I I really fully focus on these guys being together and move into the rumble with that. Uh, it's not great, but it's the best thing they can do at this point if they are really insistent on putting these guys together. You can't have them be together and then not really be together. That's the problem. Because then they are lackeys. They are legitimate lackeys if it's not they are together. If it's just they are only together when Sheamus has a title match, then it's a problem. If they are together as a group, then it becomes a little more interesting. I mean... How much more interesting? You know, whatever. Still involves Sheamus, man, and Alberto Del Rio. By the way, you you want to know how to how Rusev makes sense in the picture? Okay. Uh, Ambrose beats Owens for the IC title. Rusev starts feuding with Ambrose for the IC title. I mean, okay. I just that doesn't get me to him being main event. That gets uh, Ryback's he's the not, IC champion. He's not going to be in the main the, event. And that's the only after... way I'm signing up for this. Okay, I'm only well, signing up for this if it's somehow green lighting Rusev to be a main eventer. It's setting him up to, for after Mania, perhaps. Because till Mania, he's not going to be in the main event. When Ryback became a main eventer. Sure. Uh, great. Sure. That worked out really well, well for okay, Ryback. If you're saying I only want him to be a main eventer leading up to SummerSlam or leading up to WrestleMania, then that's not going to Or him. Or to have purpose! Well, I'm telling you, I'm giving you the purpose. I'm giving uh, you the purpose. Yeah, they're they're trying to make everybody, you know, you have everyone in the group with the belts and... That, that's your heel, we have all the belts stable. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I guess. I guess, man. I guess. It seems like a lot of effort. Why Why is that better for Russo than having him in the Rumble? I mean, he will be in the Rumble. But if he's feuding with Dean Ambrose for the IC title, why would he be in the Rumble? They're both in the Rumble, and then he gets the title in February. And maybe he can be in a ladder match at WrestleMania with double, 13 other people. Or he pulls double duty. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's grab a break. I'm so frustrated. The League of Nations. <laughs> I hate that name. You know, you know how much they, it's they, last minute. They didn't have anything. They don't have a T-shirt. They don't have anything. They they decided that Monday at four o'clock. Yep. They're like, hey, if we're gonna keep sending these guys out we here with Sheamus, we should probably give them a name. Well, well, we should probably unveil it at the end of the show, right? Like, we should probably do a big unveiling. Nah, let's just have him coolly mention it while he's sitting on a chair after a match. I love that, by the way. Him, him, him putting his arm around well, the I did like that part. Because that, that that's fantastic. a good heel move. Yeah, but that was fantastic. They, they do the introduction thing. Like, we don't know who these guys are. Let me introduce you to the guys that are standing out here that you're all familiar with. But by the way, I don't need an introduction to Wade Barrett. I know who he is. You know, you know, you know what the eventual result for the League of Nations is going to be, right? What? John Cena. Oh, no doubt. And with that, we go to break. All right. We come back in. Uh, other things happened on Raw, I think. We'll talk about them next. It's jobbing out. 
Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Nusenoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Nusenoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Nusenoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds. Prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring. Finder for iPhone or Android and search styles, get prices, and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually. Charles Newson often sons. Orioles, Ravens Jewelry, and the Vow Engagement Ring Finder. Go to CharlesNewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newson often sons jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville. Let's grow. Let's grow old together. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC sports on Instagram at retrieverbeliever and on Twitter at UMBC sports marketing for all your promotional updates of the retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a retriever believer at the games. Feel like you're being ripped off by ATMs? Go to Royal Farms. Our ATMs are surcharge free. Need cash? Head to a Royal Farms fee-free ATM. Going anywhere else is a crime. Real fresh, real fast, real free. Royal Farms. A banker credit card fee may apply. Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fatheads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. All right, back in here. It is jobbing out segment number two. Glenn Clark alongside Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Let's go over what happened elsewhere on Monday night. We play uh, Becky Lynch's theme coming back in. Because it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. That's true. <laughs> but I also, I also think it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, what they did 
with Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Far more interesting than the fact that they want to get the team thing going again. Oh, my God. Do they? I mean, they had Alicia Fox out there with Brie Bella against Team See, Bad. You know, but when it's just like that, when it's clearly that, because Alicia's not going to wrestle, and so you're, you kind of have her backing up Brie, and then Team Bad... I, I don't like faction, you know, faction warfare with these people because the factions didn't make sense. But if you told me these three just kind of stayed together, or obviously Sasha's going to break out at some point, it, the team bad thing's working for me. I disagree. You've never given me a reason why these three should be together. Because they like each other. Like, like they, 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 shouldn't they all have the same goal? Well, Tamina shouldn't. Because she doesn't wrestle. Right. <laughs> I mean, for some reason. Because she's terrible at it. Well, I understand. Then why have her there? Because she's a great... She's great muscle. She's great muscle. I mean, I guess. She's a she's an imposing presence. But wouldn't at some point Naomi and Sasha realize they were? Well, and we're getting there eventually. Are we? Yes, we. I I 100% believe we are because I believe that that's going to be the WrestleMania match. Not Naomi versus Sasha, but Sasha. Sasha breaks out around January. All right. All right. And then goes there. But yes, go moving on. So, Charlotte. Has a match. Becky Lynch asks Charlotte for a match. Just yeah. let's go out and entertain the crowd like we used to do at NXT. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Though, from what but I've heard, I apparently on the pre show, yes. Paige planted something where she said, Hey, you got to watch out for that Charlotte. She's going to get you. And so then Becky Lynch mm-hmm. says, Let's have a match. I, I don't realize what, I don't know why that would be the reason. How's that going to solve, solve, but whatever. Whatever, you know, they want to have matches. Becky, Becky's right. a competitor. So then Charlotte says, well, my dad's here. He's going to come out there with me. I guess. Okay, because he's Ric Flair, so why not? I mean, right. That's But but we're going to keep doing this forever? I, I Are we gonna let, keep... let, Let's move on, and then I'll, I'll give my take on that. Aspect. So then we have the match, and then Charlotte pulls a Ric Flair-like move where she sort of feigns an injury Gets Becky to believe that she's really hurt, and then Becky... When she, when she has her back turned, jumps up and gets her with the roll-up of doom. And then uh, the match is over, and Becky's distraught, and she grabs her backstage and says, hey, what the hell was that? And Charlotte's like, nah, it was tough love. I was teaching less. And then there's Paige all over again. Yeah. Uh, a lot of thoughts here. If you're going to do that, you cannot do this with Charlotte, and then just next week have her just be the top face again. Which I... Hope that they're not. Okay, then who then is Becky the top face? Be- Becky could be eventually Sasha. You know, eventually you know. Sasha could be. Yeah. So, you, but this smells like a thing they drag out for about six weeks, which is fine. I have no problem with six weeks, uh, kind of prolonged six weeks. I think of that Becky, weeks, Paige, I, and Charlotte but dancing I think, around each I other. I think it goes back to the problems that we've had before, which are the who's the heel, who's the face, who's the what, and the, and the, I, th- I think what they're saying this time it seems again. I, I maybe did. I probably am giving. You're getting. Too much yes, credit. you are. I, I'm doing it again. But they're setting up a very valid situation where Becky is the clear baby, Paige is the clear heel, and Charlotte is somewhere in the middle. And I don't know if that's a bad thing because Charlotte as on. a face has always been awkward. Why is Paige the heel if she told Becky watch out for Charlotte? And the truth is. Becky needed to watch out for Charlotte. How does that make Paige the heel? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> this is the problem. These right. these small things that you just don't you want to skip between right. to get no, and to then the... I, I even said that on Raw. Why are we booing Paige if she's on commentary saying all of these things correctly? You don't involve Paige. Right. Paige has a, a reason to always be interested in that. But and, and maybe that's it. Maybe Paige is gone after TLC. 
Or not gone, but maybe she's out of the picture. M- maybe, but why does she need to be involved? Because you got her just, I don't know why. You got she her. got her chance. She failed. Because they did they didn't, honestly, what it probably is, uh, they didn't have anything planned for TLC. They, well, and they, that's they, the problem. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Thank you, Aaron. Or, or they want to get to Becky. They couldn't, they didn't. They if you want, to, no, if, they, I, I don't, it would have been tough to get to Becky by TLC. If you want Paige involved, fine, have her involved. But she's gotta be the heel. She was the heel, in fairness, the last time. Yes. They very clearly made her the heel after, hang on though, they made her the heel a week before the match, after doing a bunch of stuff with her that was sorta heel-like, but not really heel. By the way, if she's just gonna do the Sean O'Hare and then say things, but I, but you already knew that anyways, I'm all for that. That was a heel move. Right, yeah, 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 that was a heel move. (laughs) Um, but I, I just, it, it drives me damn insane. What she did on Monday night is you can say, hey, it's snake in the grass, but it's not. She gave Becky advice that, as it turns out, was good advice. Right. Now, she has reason to say that she thinks that I, I think Charlotte's a snake. Well, Charlotte is a snake. Yes. It's very clear. Yes. She's a snake. So if you want to make Charlotte the heel, fine. Make her the heel. It's just one of these awkward things where Paige is supposed to have been the heel for the last two months, and suddenly she's not the heel anymore. Right. You're right. You do have to get Paige out of the picture to really complete this turn. But you know what? If this is the beginning of a turn for Charlotte, I think that's a good thing. I think that Charlotte has always been infinitely better as a heel than a face. Her, the whole, Even in NXT, that was the one thing I thought that was executed very poorly in NXT was the face turn of Charlotte because basically they just, you know, it was one of those things where, Oh, well, we, you got the respect now. Like, you're actually, you've been looking good in the ring, so the fans are going to start cheering you, so we're just going to roll with it and just kind of have you team up with Bailey, and you are now a face. And that, that's pretty much all the face turning they did in NXT. So Charlotte as a face has always been awkward. Charlotte, quite frankly, as a Ric Flair clone has always been awkward. I agree. What's been best, and I hope they go this way, because for a while, while, you know, they acknowledged her as Ric Flair's daughter, she wasn't doing the woos. She wasn't doing a lot of the chops. She wasn't doing a lot of the... You know, the only Ric Flair thing she did was the... Uh, oh, no, she didn't even really do the figure four. She was doing the... Uh, the What did they call it? At, at one point, they called it Bow Down to the Queen, which is a okay. terrible name. Yeah, but it's terrible. Kind of that flipping neckbreaker to the seated opponent thing. That was her finisher. Uh, natural selection, I think they ended up calling it that. It was only when they started thinking, okay, how can we transition her to the main roster like those last few months of NXT that she really started becoming, you know, the nature girl, for for lack of a better term. What she was best at was she is so much bigger, so much stronger, so much more athletic than everybody. Quite frankly, she was the female Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. Make her a monster. And that's what you do. And I hope... That's what they're doing here. They're going to transition her to be a heel here and then just let her run roughshod and they don't have to include Flair because if you include Flair, she's by default a face. Because well, it's weird you say that, though, because we're, we've done a lot of revisionist history here. Ric Flair was definitely a heel. Rick, but anytime Ric Flair shows up over the past decade, I don't think decade? That, I don't think that you couldn't have Ric Flair around to sort of help her into the role of being right, the... Right, that's the thing. You, you, have her help, you have him help her into the role of heel, and then you make him go away. I, I don't, long term, I don't think he can constantly be around and have her be a solid heel. Okay. I think if you use her, you know, you, he kind of teaches her the, the ways of being of the cheating? dirtiest... Yes. Yes. The dirtiest player, and then he goes away. I think that's how you transition it. Okay. And I think, and I hope, and again, this is all hope, and it's probably not going to happen this way, but I hope that that's what they're doing, because Charlotte is way better in that role. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, 
I like Paige a lot. I really like Paige. Um, she's gotten she's gotten overexposed. And I and I you know I hear you saying that. I still think she gets a massive reaction, and I I think it's difficult to have her off the show. No, she's not off the show, but she's someone you use to build a secondary feud. Like she is the person who you use. Okay, we are going to flesh out this division. You don't necessarily because, quite frankly, I'm this all is for it. TLC. I think is her. I, I saw this somewhere. It's her tenth televised title shot in in this year, and she's lost every single one of them. That's the other problem. With yeah, that's a bit much. What else happened on this show? Well, there was the surprise return of Tommy Dreamer, which was a little bit weird, a little bit awkward because of the way it was set up, but ultimately somewhat interesting, at least. Um, somewhat as interesting as Tommy Dreamer can be, I guess. Yeah. I, Tommy Dreamer is the type of guy that if he's around for like a one-time appearance, you're like, oh, that's Tommy Dreamer, yeah. But if you're really planning on doing anything else with him, I'd make other plans. I mean, the reason it was awkward was just, honestly, I was disappointed by his appearance because the way they set it up, you have Bubba talking about, oh, you have your family? Well, we have our family. Right. You have, and the Dudleys, you know, it's one thing if Rain says that and then he brings out Ambrose because he, he doesn't ever, the Dudleys have an established family. There is, of course, Spike Dudley. There's even Big Dick Dudley. There's Sign Guy Dudley. There is the Dudley family. Yeah, you can't but, say, but, but most of that was not in WWE. No, but there's Spike. But there's Spike. I know. I know. You can't, you know, the Dudleys of all people, you can't say we're bringing out family and then bring out Tommy Dreamer. That's just awkward. And I'm very disappointed because I was hoping he was Spike Dudley. The problem with Tommy Dreamer is that, you know, as much as he's been gone, he's been around. You know, he's been in TNA. He's been like he's been a constant presence in most wrestling fans' lives for the past however many years. He never really fully went away. So him returning, it was like, oh, Tommy Dreamer, okay. And yeah, if you just followed WWE, that might be pretty cool. But if you followed anything outside of WWE, you know, he was constantly around. So it's just like, okay, Tommy Dreamer, fine, dandy, whatever. Where they're going with it? No, I don't know. Again, it seems like this is another. They're setting Again, up a Survivor why, Series match. Exactly right. <laughs> if this, if you're doing any of this stuff, right? Survivor Series is the place to do it. Right. I said this. You can make the Dudley Boys the partners for the Undertaker and which Kane, which made no sense. None. No, made, it absolutely no, made, it made sense. no they're sense. They're all Attitude Era. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. No, it's not. But then, then the League of Nations is perfectly fine because they're no, all no, no, not no. from America. The, those guys are actually part of the card. The Undertaker and Kane aren't really part of the well, card. Well, but the Dudleys were part of the card. Sort of. No, they they're, were. They're they, here for a little bit. But they had been on every Raw you, since you, they showed up. Uh, just a, not, no, not they every, hadn't been. Not every, pretty much. For the first two months they were there close. because they were feuding they with were, they the New Day. A, they were After pre- the New Day feud ended, they weren't doing anything with the Dudley boys. Now you they, 100% they, could intertwine them in this thing. You, you can't, par- you could not have partnered them with Undertaker Kane and lo- done it logically. There's yes, no way you, you could. could not. Easily you could, you no, could you do could it. Not. You're insane. No, you can't just say, oh, attitude era. They, they can all just be put together. Respect for each other as performers. Everyone has respect. We have an entire thing yet. Stop. The, oddly, obviously, the Dudley boys have issues with the uh, Wyatt family, right? Well, now so, they do only after But would it have been so crazy if the Wyatt family had maybe uh, included those attacks two oh, weeks well, earlier? Sure, but then you could have put Rye back in there because the because you could have put Rye... If, if but, you're saying but because, again, there's no way to associate Ryback with The Undertaker and And there's and no way to... Do Absolutely no, there is. No, the, you, the attitude there is no, not a, a... No, you are you are thinking this too. It is so then, easy. Then the League of Nations should be fighting. No, they're all foreigners. it's not. They're all foreigners. Great. 
Bray Wyatt can simply say, you guys think that because you've been around for forever that you have power. I'm taking your power. Well, what Period. power do the Dudleys have? They put people through tables. That's not and apparently power. no one else can do that. Because no one else does. I mean, everyone does it. No, they don't. They don't. I have to, I'm sure other, well, New Day were putting people through tables. Because they were facing the Dudley Boys. But they stopped doing it. Apparently, you have to be around the Dudley Boys in order to have the power to, hey, when, when, uh, the Wyatt family's facing the Undertaker, everybody had everybody's powers. Okay? That's not a power. You're insane. It's not a power. You're insane thinking that wouldn't have worked. It would have worked easily. All of but that being anything would have worked. Well, it, any of it would have been uh, uh, smarter than having them. You well, choose two <laughs> members of your family to face us, well, and then we're just going to end it after we have the guys that are a combined age of a hundred uh, win. Well, older than hundred. Everyone's all that coming though. Everyone's all. That coming. Are they? No, they're not quite older than hundred. Yeah, you're probably a little bit under. Yeah, I think a little longer. But anyways, anyways. So yeah, you got your. I, I don't know where they're going with this exactly. Again. This all feels like they're just like, okay, we need to get through TLC. And that, that's what it is. This is clearly the tables match right here. Right. Fine. You need a fine. tables match. You have the Dudleys involved. Fine. Whatever. Remember when we thought it was going to be the Dudleys, the New Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. the primetime players? Remember how good that was? I mean, I Remember still, how good life was back you then? You know what? I still think we're getting a ladder match between the New Days, the Usos, and the Lucha Dragons, which I, I don't hate at all. I mean, I don't fine. Hate I'm sure it'll be fine. It, it'll be fun. I, I have no doubt that it'll be. Although we thought that the tag match in the the cell was gonna or in the um, elimination chamber was I mean, gonna be good. That was cool. It wasn't. Cool. It was. You good. change your mind. When we came in here and did the show oh, the week was, after that, we said it was stupid. It was. It was a clusterfuck. But yes. It was. It was. A, it, it had some cool spots. I mean, it had like two. They didn't really have. They tried some cool spots. <laughs> they didn't true, end up being true. cool spots. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I like those three teams, so I'm, I'm excited. And quite frankly, I don't think the Dudley should be around it. So as it is right now, I'm, you know, I would have liked it for the nostalgia factor. But you hate nostalgia, so I don't hate nostalgia. You rant nostalgia. Every time no, we... nostalgia needs to be used a certain way, as nostalgia. Like Tommy Dreamer showing up once, like <laughs> the, the the New Age Outlaws showing up once, instead of having them win the tag titles. Well, you want the new today or the Dudleys to be in the tag picture. Yeah, tag t- for, title for this singular for, purpose. Well, you wanted them to be two months and then later on in TLC. For this singular purpose, okay. I wanted them in that match. Then gone. Stop. Sc- I had what I wanted. Right. I had the New Day and the primetime players, and apparently it was too good. It worked well, too well. We had to Stardust, stop doing it. Stardust and Titus now might be almost as good as New Day and it, the primetime players. It has players. the potential if they can do it the right way. I, I'm enjoying those segments. I, I you really want to talk am. about that now? Um, I mean, I, I just, it was another great segment. and I, I don't real, like how they had Titus end it. I don't like having which him Which I, I don't quite understand. I mean, it, no. Have him be funny. Have him be playoff. But then doing the thing where he looks into the camera and he starts talking to the fans. Yeah, you're, that, 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 you're selling something now. You're trying to sell me a T-shirt at that point. It's not a vignette anymore. True. That you don't turn and look in the camera. I, I, I agree. You're right. The, the one turn. Other than that, I love the segment, though. Yeah. You want, the two of them interacting is tremendous. Yes. The awkwardness of Stardust, the <laughs> all that stuff. I'm all in on it. How do, do Titus that? find his magical spot is what I want. Yeah, it is a great question. I, I, I want to, in, instead of a stupid rosebud, you know, whatever TMZ segment, I want a segment of Titus show, God, showing how. so bad. And, and they're just, you know, why they're doing it? Because they don't have their workhorses they anymore. Can, they could do something. They they're, could. They could do something. They could. They could, you know, they, they could do Once, Natalia versus Paige. No, or even if you decide that you want to do something with Adam Rose, do something. Right. 
have his character meet what was that you know, you know it what? was a recap segment yeah. of the worst segment of the show. Yeah. And and you know what it's going to be? It's going to be uh, or the the problem with Adam Rose is again they've screwed every or they they have no idea what to do with him because oh, they I, were teaming him with Maddox. I, I I I actually wonder if like as that was going on, um, Cole and and uh, JBL and Byron look at each other like this poor guy's going to get run out of here again. <laughs> yep. It's just it, you just you know you're watching a guy yep. die yep. as you're watching it. Like th- this is what we gave him. Yep. It's not even they they sold it like it was going to be a TMZ segment. It wasn't even that. No, it wasn't. It was nothing. It was it was really bad. It was a recap. It, it was it was a new low for a character that has had many lows. It's never had anything but lows. It has nothing but lows. But this is the new low. Ugh, this is the worst of it. So bad. I, I feel because really, it seemed at least from from Dark Show and House Show reports that he had something something going with Max, and we'll talk yeah, about Maddox a little yeah. later in the quick count. He had you know they were teaming together, and it seemed like that was kind of getting over with the the live crowds. And then Max goes away, so they have nothing to do with Adam Rose. Feel bad for the guy. Uh, he's, he's had some bad breaks. Um, <laughs> yikes. All right, any, uh, what else are we going to touch on from the show? Uh, that's, I mean, if, if you, the, the, we talked a little bit about the Rusev thing. That was, I don't know, Rusev, Ryback, whatever. I, I really wish they would pretend like the Dolph Ziggler thing never happened. I, I, the other thing that I'm going to bring up is this. It, Dolph Ziggler is going to face Tyler Breeze a thousand times. Oh, of course they are. A, a thousand? I mean, you are it, it, we're in this way that no one can get a clear win. Like, unless you are a top, top guy. You know, if you get a win, you're going to have to give it back. Everyone is 50-50 in the mid-card. And that's part of the problem with the mid-card is that there is no... There's no at establishment- some point, Tyler Breeze should be facing more R-Truths. Yep. If you want to make Tyler Breeze... Well, he, and to be fair, he has faced R-Truths. He faced him once. once. That's what I'm saying. He and faced I, him I, once. Well, I don't know what happened on SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. Um... He yeah. faced him, and then we're going to go right back to Dolph Ziggler. We're just going to keep doing this. Right. And then they're going to face each other again in a pay-per-view, and somehow you want me to believe that it's different than the other six times we've seen this. But By the way, speaking of uh, Dolph, what, what do you think of him really going over the top with the Shawn Michaels thing? You know, he's, he's starting to tune up the band. Right. Go for, he's, he's winning matches. He's never won matches with a super kick before. He's now winning matches with a super kick. They, they really seem to be, I don't know why, they think it's a good idea to do that, but they're really emphasizing it for some reason. And I'm trying to figure out why okay, that is. Okay, I'll, I'll sell you on something. That they are going to bring Daniel Bryan back. They've realized that um, they can't put him in the title picture, and they got to give him a clear directive so that he avoids... Um, so you have Shawn Michaels trainee against the wannabe Shawn Michaels. Right. Or, and then you use Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Is he going to end up aligning himself with Dolph? Like... There's right. there's my cell for it. That, I, I don't think that's what they're doing, but here's how it would make sense. Right. Right. Okay. Actually, that, that, I love that, it. That, that wouldn't suck. About it, I love it. That wouldn't I suck at all. I love it. Which means there's 0% chance of it. Of course. Happening. It would give purpose to Daniel Bryan without putting him in the title match, which should keep the Daniel Bryan fans happy and can keep them from ruining everything else involved with the card. All of it would be great. They definitely won't do it. Now, when we come <laughs> back in, we will go over our weekly quick count, three things we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. And then we will uh, go over a top five. Why don't we do a regular top five this week? All right. right, Let's do a regular top five. That's on the way. It's jobbing out. Are you a believer in the retriever? 
The UMBC Sports Marketing Team is proud to support UMBC Athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at Retriever Believer and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC Athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the Games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, in Annapolis. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Feel like you're being ripped off by ATMs? Go to Royal Farms. Our ATMs are surcharge-free. Need cash? Head to a Royal Farms fee-free ATM. Going anywhere else is a crime. Real fresh, real fast, real free. Royal Farms. A bank or credit card fee may apply. And joining us now here on Jobbing Out, he is a former WWE or WWF Tag Team Champion of the World, and he will be in town this weekend in Felton, Delaware, for Maryland Championship Wrestling Holiday Havoc. He is Glenn Ruth, Headbanger Thrasher, and he joins us now. Glenn, it's uh, Glenn back here in Baltimore. It's good to talk to you, man, and looking forward to seeing you. It's going to be a little awkward saying Glenn and Glenn and everything else, but we'll we'll, we'll make you through. No doubt about it. Thanks. Hey, absolutely, man. Hey, you know, I I know you guys are taking on the uh, Punk Rock All-Stars this weekend. How do you feel about the whole um, uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery thing? Uh yeah, if they were anywhere close to to imitating us, but uh, it, it, it it's funny. It's it's okay, you know. Um, we we wrestled them uh, a couple months ago in in uh, Baltimore for MCW, and then uh, they had the result to uh, using a chair to get the victory. But uh, this time in Felton or Felton, Delaware, it'll be a lot different. I mean, when did you get comfortable with the you know sort of acceptance of? You know, yeah, maybe I'm not going to be on TV every week, but being headbanger thrasher for the rest of my life is not a bad way to make a living, and I can be cool with this showing up and having fans excited to see me in different towns across the country. Uh, it, it's definitely, you know, the whole TV thing is, is we, I mean, even when we were on Monday Night Raw, we were on there every week and stuff like that and, and everything else, I never 
looked at it like we were like these big TV stars or anything else. I think that's what you know uh, a lot of these guys today do is they see themselves different than everybody else. I'm no different than you. I just have a different job. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I, I think it's neat too that you've been able to do this with Chaz for so long. Whereas, you know, other guys might say, hey, look, I'm going to go do my own thing. But but you guys have almost made this sort of like a lifelong partnership at this point, right? It, it, it's, it's so, what's bizarre about it is when I first left WWF, we'll say back then, it was because of my knee injury. I could never get back. I couldn't get it out of my head. And I left the business totally for about 10 years. Um, I lived up north, you know, in the, in the, the tri-state area. Chaz lived down in Florida. And then, you know, I came down to Florida for a family vacation, and he was having, uh, it was right around his birthday, and he was having a surprise birthday party, and I went, and uh, I went back up to uh, uh, Prince Frederick, Maryland, and got all my stuff together, family, and moved. I had no place to live, I had no job, I had nothing. And uh, me and the family and everything else, we moved down to Florida, Um, I got back into better shape now than I ever was in WWF, and we started doing it again. I didn't want to go out the way I was, that I thought I was being remembered. I wanted to go out on my terms. I didn't want to go out as a, oh, well, he, he got hurt, and that's why he could never wrestle again. I wanted to go out my way, Yeah, and that wasn't my way. No, I, I hear that, and I and I, I got to imagine it's much more, like, there's, there's got to be something really cool, really fulfilling about walking into a room and people being really excited about seeing the headbangers still, you know, like, I, I just got to imagine that's a rush that, you know, perhaps you couldn't get doing anything else. What's weird is, you know, still to this day after, you know, all these years of doing it, I never understand it. <laughs> you know, wow. yeah, people come up and, oh my God, hey, so great to I don't, I don't ever understand it. I guess because I'm humble, and you know, I, I know where we came from. We came from Maryland Championship Wrestling. We were the first ever Maryland Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champ. I mean, we started, you know, there. So I mean, it, it, we have a lot of history there. We have a lot of, a lot of friends, and it, I just, I never saw myself as, as special or as different. Or anything else like that. I guess, you know, that's why it's still to this day when, when people do that, it, it, it amazes me. It, it makes me a little giddy and a little, uh, <laughs> makes me laugh inside. That is, that's really cool. He is headbanger thrasher Glenn Ruth. He joins us here on Jotting Out. And again, it's this Friday. I'm actually in the gym. Yeah, he's, hey, look at that. It's Friday night. Friday night, Maryland Championship Wrestling. Go to MarylandWrestling.com right now to get your tickets. Mick Foley's going to be there as well. It's going to be a huge, huge night. You know, let me t- talk about Maryland Championship Wrestling, because you said you, you guys came from Maryland Championship Wrestling. You guys are still involved. We have so many listeners in the rest of the country that maybe don't understand how special MCW is as far as indies go, that what they're doing is a little bit unlike your typical indie. It really feels like a major event every time they do anything. Well, see, and that's what's different is when, even when we started with Maryland Championship Wrestling, you know, MCW, it was never, I never looked at it as an indie company. I looked at it as a wrestling company because they don't conduct themselves as an indie company. To me, an indie company is somebody that, you know, might wrestle once every three to four months, 
and put on shows, and, and there's no there's no connection between shows. Maryland Championship Wrestling, there's connections between shows. It's almost like it's a program. It's almost like it's a, 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 a it's like an ongoing sitcom. There's <laughs> only, you know, if you missed last month, oh my God, you got to see this month because this is what happened. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great point. And so many, so many of the fans are there for every show, no matter whether it's in Absolutely. Delaware or down by DC. Like they're, they're there for every show and they're as excited about seeing the headbangers as they are about seeing the guys that compete every month for MCW. And that, and that's what makes MCW so different than, than everywhere else. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's not an indie company. It's a wrestling company. So, you know, I, I'm just glad that we were, you know, always, we've always been a part of it. We've always been, you know, part of Maryland Championship Wrestling. You still, um, you still watch, you know, on Monday nights. You still a, a wrestling fan, interested in what WWE is doing, or do you just not I, care at all? Absolutely do not. Wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do not. Um, I was even before I broke into the business. I was never a wrestling fan. I, you know, I didn't watch it. You know, like like people do nowadays. Well, or people aren't doing nowadays. That's why the ratings are so bad. You know, here's my idea. You want ratings? Have the, the attitude error invade WWE. It's interesting. It's an interesting thought, right? Like have the, have the guys that can still, or they still look decent, that <laughs> can still work, right. invade WWE and bring back the F. You know, say you know these guys are here to bring back the F, to bring back <laughs> the, the, the 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 fun, the, the excitement. There's no, I don't. I don't know. I think what WWE is missing out is the characters. Yeah. There's no characters. Everybody's, you know, their own name. You know, you got Joe Schmo wrestling against Billy Bob Thornton. You know, it's not, you know, the Godwins or LOD or, or you know, teams that have been together forever or, you know, you know, why do people still get so wrapped up with The Undertaker? Because it's the character. That's it's not really Mark. Mark's not an undertaker. He's, yeah. <laughs> that's who he betrays on TV. I, I, I guess what you're saying is there's a lack of gimmicks nowadays. Yeah. That it's, you know, it's, when you bring up the names, you're talking about this is Seth Rollins, who we just know as a guy, versus, you know, The Rock, who we knew as a gimmick, who we knew as an over-the-top, larger-than-life type of character. Absolutely. Same thing with Steve Austin. Yeah. To me, is everybody's trying to be... You know, people that they're really not. I mean, the headbangers. Yes, that's a gimmick. But we were similar to those characters. I mean, I had the tattoos. We had the piercings. We listened to that music. That was just a different, I guess, form of who we really are. You know, Steve Austin, he, you know, he's a badass. I mean, that's (laughs) really who he is to an extent. Would you want yes. to, you know, when you say maybe do an invasion angle or a, a, an attitude era angle, would you want to get back involved at this point? Uh, it, it, it depends on on what kind of um, what kind of role it would be. Right. I think it would be really exciting to do an angle like that. To bring, you know, you could have the new new uh, viewers get reinterested in. 
you know, the Attitude Era again. You know, everybody always talks about how great the Attitude Era was. And, you know, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I wish I would have seen that. Well, give them a chance. I know you got the network and everything else, but not everybody's on that. You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Um, uh, Russo said something recently about how there needs to be a little bit more of an edge to the programming. Yeah. That, that They've tried to go so far with the PG route to get kids that, that they've lost the ability to, to to get the average wrestling fan interested in it. And I, it, what, it what it sounds like you're saying is something similar. And I, I don't think it's crazy to suggest that's probably the case, that you know, a, a little bit of an edge would probably There's help. No cliffhangers. Yeah. Yeah, you just you're sort of doing things week to week, and and just yeah. there's there. I don't think from what I hear, there you know, shoot my friends. There's no holy shit edge. <laughs> there's no you don't. And Raw used to end Monday Night Raw back in the Attitude Era. That last segment, you would sit there and go, "Holy shit! I can't <laughs> believe that just happened." Right, right. No, you you're... would actually leave and go, "Oh my god." I can't wait until next week. That's a great point. I mean, it's a really good point. I, do you think the three-hour thing hurts, too? That like, it tried, Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's just a lot, man. Absolutely. I mean, granted, you have a ton of talent to cover it with. Right. But, I mean, three hours, I mean, that's just, it's oversaturated. No, I, I, I hear you. And I mean, you can, get, you can get too much of a good thing. And I think what also hurts is there's absolutely no competition. That's why I... Rather, I root for TNA. Yeah. Why? Because, I mean, why do you like Pepsi? Because you don't like Coke. That's a great point. It's, competition it's, is healthy. Competition makes people, it, it thrives. It, it makes people, you know, want to work harder. It, you know, it, it's, you know, I remember during the Monday Night Wars and stuff like that, we would always see what our segment was up against. Because if you don't remember, WCW used to show Nitro again at 11 o'clock when Raw would go off the air. Right. So they would show it back-to-back. So we would either, you know, see what our segment was and then rush rush to get done and rush to get to a hotel or something like that just to see what segment we were going up against and to make sure our particular segment was higher in the ratings than their segment. Wow. Wow. It, it was driven. It was it was a driving force. Yes, you know, you want to be the best you can be, but you also want to make sure you kick the shit out of the competitor. <laughs> I mean, now that you don't really, who's competitive? Who's competing against them? No, it's it's a great point. It, it absolutely, you, you just sort of feel like you're going to go out and do whatever you want to do because people are going to eat it up anyway because what else are they going to do? Uh, I mean, right, you're, but you're not going to go out and do what you want to do. You're going to go out and do what they tell you to do. Right, okay, right, yeah. That's, and that's the point. other difference of today's day and age. Back then, we were able to be artistic or, you know, we had the artistic ability to go out and do what we felt was needed. You know, nowadays, you go out and you do what they tell you to do. You uh, and it, that to me that sucks. You uh, you still rocking the skirts? Still rocking the skirt. I love that. The skirt, the skirt will be in Fountain Delaware tomorrow night. That's what I'm talking about. That is awesome. It is tomorrow night. Holiday Havoc with Maryland Championship Wrestling. Go to MarylandWrestling.com right now to get your tickets. And if tickets. you come, I guarantee you will not leave disappointed. You will look. You will leave going, holy shit! I think it's 1997 all over. That's again. awesome, man. That is awesome. Headbangers taking on. The Punk Rock All-Stars, who are a lot of fun. It's going to be a great night. 
Uh, at GR Thrasher on Twitter, I know. What else can we plug for you? I, and I do follow back. Yeah, I, I noticed I try, that really I try quickly. To everyone back. Yeah, that's. I try to answer everybody's tweet and everything else because I I strongly believe, and I will until you know the day God takes me off this earth. That without the fans, I I wouldn't be able to have a platform to do what I do. No, so, that's awesome. You know, to not answer them back or to not give them the respect that they deserve would be unjust. That's awesome, man. Good good for you. Hey, hey Glenn, uh, really an, an honor. Grew up uh, watching you guys. I say grew up. I'm not I'm not 12, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I've always enjoyed watching <laughs> you guys. you're not 12 because you sound a little old. <laughs> right. well. Always enjoyed watching you guys perform and look forward to seeing you out there on Friday night in Delaware. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us, man. All right. No problem. Have a good day. Back in here on Jobbing Out, segment number three. We can do this fantasizer thing again. What's the story? Uh, we are. I'm actually in talks with him right now. I think it's going to start, my guess is, at the new year. And, uh, yeah, I'll just make the announcement right now. Uh, it is going to be different from the last time. In that it's not going to be fixed so that you'll win? I mean, I'm going to win anyways. Because, that's because you're fixing it. Well, even like you fixed, the like you fixed the first season. I did not fix it. You just don't pay attention to these things. Right, because I'm just supposed to guess yes. when new yes. players are available. Exactly. Okay. Just like everybody just else did. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> you always knew. How did I know? I was. I think I was the second person to it. I didn't. I wasn't the one who got. I don't. I feel like uh, Brian got more players than I did as far as like camping out and waiting. for Brian Powell. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you fixed it for him. I don't know why I fixed it. I don't for know him why either. you fixed it for him. But apparently I didn't do a good job stealing. Well, you third. fixed it for yourself too. I did not fix it for myself. You absolutely fixed it for yourself. Oh boy! But anyways, so instead of uh, it seems like what we are going to do is do it in more of a DraftKings fan style way, in that instead of having a draft and drafting players every week, it's cumul- It's not just single week, but it's cumulative okay. points. But every week you pick a new roster based on a salary. Whew. So, there we go. There will be no fixing. Oh, I am sure you will figure out a way to fix it. Believe me, if there's a way, I'll do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Fantasizer's awesome. and uh, fake an injury halfway through, and then I'm going to show genuine concern. And you're going to be like, oh, why you didn't realize I changed your roster. That's right. That's how I. That is how I can do it. I think I have control. Tell everybody about Fantasizer. Fantasizer, it's great. It's custom fantasy leagues. Their latest one is for the challenge, which debuts tonight. Actually, it probably debuted yesterday. By the time this show comes out, but uh, yeah, it's a great site. They have fantasy games for sports. They have it for TV shows. They have it for. I think they might even have it for like debates or something like that. They have it for everything. It's great. So uh, go check it out. Fantasizer.com. All right, very good. In this segment, we allow Aaron to go a little bit off the you know, reservation, if you will. We do a quick count three stories we haven't had a chance to talk about just yet during the course of the show, but um, we should give it some time. Always, always number one. Aaron, take us away. All right. Uh, my number one, I'm going to. 
I'm trying to tell you that DJ Durkin got hired as the Maryland, or is going to be hired as the Maryland football coach, oh, according, that... according to Pete Thamel. Okay, well, that, that was reported yes. at the, uh, or Jeff, Jeff had that a few hours ago. As oh, did pro- he? That it was probably going to get done today. All right, but, well. Okay, cool. Okay, um, stop. So where I'm going now, I'm going uh, to the world of New Japan and Ring of Honor combined, as we heard that there was an injury this uh, weekend, was it this weekend or last week? It was recently. To AJ Styles, who's obviously right now probably the biggest non-WWE wrestler on the planet. He is the, or he was the New Japan champion. He's leader of the Bullet Club. He is competing for the, yeah, he's competing for the Ring of Honor title at final battle against Jay Lethal in what should be a match of the year candidate. And he is suffering from what is believed to be a back injury, a nagging injury. And he's taking some time off. He is going to do Final battle, he has already said. He may not do anything else. And then he's going to do Wrestle Kingdom 10, where he's supposed to face uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, which is, again, going to be an absolutely ridiculous match. Yeah. And so he's taking a little bit of time off. He's going to do those two, and then he may take, you know, he's not going to do any uh, shows in between, or probably not. He's scheduled for some, probably won't, as what it sounds like now. But when he was saying he kind of went to, I think it was Twitter, and talked about it a little bit. Or it might have, actually, no, it was a, an interview with New Japan World that he did this. And what he said is, I've been working myself really hard. In the future, I think next year, I'm going to focus solely on New Japan and Ring of Honor, and I might drop everything else. And, you know, that's what really raised, kind of got my attention, because, you know, we know there's the partnership between New Japan and Ring of Honor. It's been increasing every year for the past couple of years. Uh, Ring of Honor is going out to Japan to do a couple shows in February. and But they really seem to be focused on, let's make this a real thing. New Japan, Ring of Honor, you know, we had the Young Bucks sign with Ring of Honor with the caveat that they would also work in New Japan. And it seems like those two companies are saying, okay, you know what, we're going to do exclusive, possibly do exclusive deals, but we want you to work in these two companies. And it makes me wonder if they focus on actually partnering up, like making it an official partnership, you know, calling it New Japan Ring of Honor, whatever, what could that do to the wrestling landscape and, you know, basically to the wrestling landscape and how big could it actually get? I like it. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm on board. I would love to see it. I think it's something that the community clearly is behind. I think the performers want to be a part of it. Um, I think the question really becomes who takes a chance on it. Because if the answer is Sinclair, I don't think Sinclair has the power to make it much more than what it currently is. I think it would have to come from somewhere else. And I don't know what, what that looks like. I don't know if that's um, you know one wealthy person getting involved with it and it still being a Sinclair product. I just don't think Sinclair broadcasting can elevate Ring of Honor, New Japan to make it a viable not competitor, but a solid number two. Right. Um, now, I, I, the problem being, the best way to make something relevant is good TV. Right. And Sinclair, because they own Ring of Honor, would be in no position to give it up for somebody else to profit off of it, TV-wise. Well, they did it for Destination America. Not necessarily gave it up, but they... They didn't really have a, a place to put it. Right. Again, they at that time did not have their own network, if you will. Right. As soon as they had their own network, although it's not really a network. I was going to say. I know that. As soon as they had their own option, um, 
you know, they, they grabbed it up. I, I just, I guess that's what I keep coming back to. I don't think Sinclair can do this. I don't think they're well, in the, no, they, they need to, if, I think they either have to sell, get out of Ring of Honor somehow, or I just, I just don't think it happens. I don't think Ring of Honor with Sinclair, I think you're limited to what you can be with Sinclair. Not because Sinclair isn't a powerful company, because of what they have to offer can't do what's necessary in order to make Right. A, you, you a, need to, a relevant pro wrestling company in this country. Ha- you need to have a standard channel in primetime. That's what you need to have. You know, you can't have, you know, even on Comet, I think they're doing it at midnight on Saturdays or something along those lines. Like, you need to have a primetime channel. You need to have a channel that everyone right. has. Right. And Sinclair can offer it. But, you know, it's interesting. You know, New Japan, again, not that Access TV is any better. But New Japan has been getting a little bit of influx from Axis TV or AXX. I don't AXS. I don't know exactly if it's Axis or whatever. But again, that's something that not a lot of people have. But their ratings have been increasing for what's basically a recap show. You know, if they could work something out, maybe not on that channel. There's something there. I don't know what that something is, but there's potential there. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, but but that I just don't think happens this I mean, way. I the, just don't. The, the the other problem is that if you're talking about a a true partnership where they're doing like concurrent storylines in both, you're talking about a lot of people that have to be willing to wrestle in the states one weekend, go over to Japan another weekend, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which. You know, some people do love to do it. You know, people are doing that more and more. More and more of the Ring of Honor people are getting involved in Japan, going out there, especially the tag division. The entire tag division seems to be out in Japan at various times. But you have to, if you're going to do full, you have to have both sides being willing to go back and forth, which is a tough task. But it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. Look, I'm, I, I am for it. I am. I know I come off as negative about this. I like it. As a professional wrestling fan, I like it. The problem is I I just don't feel like Sinclair can do what's necessary to elevate it much farther beyond what they – I think they want an entity for themselves, and I think based on what they have the power to do, they cannot elevate an entity into the stratosphere that we would want it to be elevated to. And so I think it will continue to be what it is. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's something I don't know. I hope that Sinclair would consider saying, yeah, we can still have it on Comet, but we're also going to run it on, you know, whatever network, Spike TV, whoever wants it first. You know what I mean? Like I, right. But if they're going to do it the same way they've been doing it, which is – it looks low budget. Yeah. No, that's the thing. They and have to put a lot more into the you production. You cannot convince me that I'm watching, you know, a, a top-notch product when I turn it on and it looks low budget. You just can't do it. For whatever you want to say about TNA, it has typically looked good yes. on television. Yeah. It has looked like a well-produced product. And Ring of Honor has not. Right. They have looked like a yeah. local broadcast. It, it looks like they are doing it out of gym, or not Absolutely. Like gyms, but out of soccer fields. No, I mean, that's, know, that's yeah. what they look like. Yeah. And, and you can do it. Boy, you don't need to be a major arena show in order to look good, right? Like the TNA is a, it's a studio that they've turned into an arena, right? Like they've made a little arena at Universal Studios. You can do this, but it takes some effort. It takes some investment that right now I just don't think is there. 
I think combining with New Japan is great. I think that the fact the wrestlers want to be involved in both companies is great. Mm-hmm. All of it is great. But where is the money coming from and that's the to take it from what it is right now to elevate it to the next level? Maybe Panda Energy can drop TNA and get into Ring of Honor. New Japan. I mean, maybe. Like, that, that's where the money would come from. As sad as that would be, I, I doubt that's not going to happen. I'll just throw it out there. But they do need a and, Panda. And, and you're, they need a Panda Energy. Right. I hear you. And you're asking Sinclair to be conflicted. You're asking them to give up their own product for a better broadcast spot to better the product, where they say, we want to use our product to better us. We want, we launched this Comet thing. We think Comet benefits from having Ring of Honor wrestling. And we're not more concerned about benefiting Ring of Honor in order to, to help it than we are to, I did, uh, it's just very, it's such yeah. a conflict. It's such a conflict. But so, we'll say, I, I think that this year is going to be a big year for that partnership and really for the landscape of just the after WWE. Yeah, I hear you. Th- this is going to be a really fascinating year for Well, there's been like, so much change. It's yeah. been so much. Are, as we talked about the last couple of weeks, are TNA fans the only people that are going to find Pop TV, or are people that watch the soap operas on Pop TV going to find TNA and increase its numbers? Right. I, I, I doubt I, it. That's but... the problem. I keep coming back to I don't think so. I know Pop TV is better for TNA than Destination America is. Is it? Yes. I, I know that because it's a network that you might not know it's called Pop TV, but you have it. Okay. And you probably I, I... have yeah, I was, I was going to say, I knew well, I had wait. Destination America because I had seen some of the commercials before they announced it. See, I knew nothing. I did not I, know I, that I had Destination America. I, I feel like I saw, like, during the tournament when it was on True TV that I also saw uh, commercials for Destination America. I don't remember that at all, but maybe. Yeah, but, but, like, I knew that was a thing. I had no idea that Destination America was a network that I got. I know that I get Pop TV because I know it used to be the TV Guide Network, and I know that TV Guide Network got pretty prominent placement okay. in most systems. Okay. It's available... I, I just worry that there's no crossover between Pop TV and TNA, and so it's not really going right. to help the ratings. We talked about that last week. Right. Let's move on. Uh, number two. Sad. Uh, yeah, bummer. Sad. Real bummer. Brad Maddox, who kicks ass. He's awesome. He's gone. It, Brad Maddox is one of those funny things where, you know, you couldn't quite put your finger on it why he was as charismatic as he was, but he was. He had a presence on the screen, and people loved him. Reddit, you know, would have constant gifts and constant memes about him. There, you know, there was a You Got Maddox meme, like every time he did something weird, someone would slap it, it was him just like pointing, which is the big words, You Got Max. And it was, it was great, and that was like a big thing for like six months. And from what I understand, he was a decent wrestler. They never wanted him as a wrestler for whatever reason. And he seemed to be a creative guy. Apparently he came up with a lot of his things on the air. He was constantly pitching to McMahon. And, you know, they didn't, for whatever reason, he wasn't on TV. As I said, I alluded to before, they uh, had started to team in with Adam Rose. Apparently, they were doing, like, a conceited, almost like a Hollywood Blondes type thing together. Okay. Which would have been cool. I would have been in on that. And then he calls, did he call the Colts pricks? I think that's what it was. Like, there were a bunch of Colts sitting in the front row. And he called them a bunch of pricks, and that's oh, what he? got him fired. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that that's apparently what got him fired, which is really weird because like that sucks. That's the reason. So, um, uh, like, he just seemed to be criminally misused constantly. But he was awesome while he was on screen. I love Brad Maddox. I, you know, I think this is difficult. I really don't understand the fear. Like, why didn't they let Brad Maddox perform? I, I don't know. In ring. It was because it was, it was, he was a wrestler. He was 
he won both the I, I don't know what the FCW 15 championship was back when FCW you know before NXT was NXT. Right. He won that. He won the tag titles. Like he was a wrestler, and they didn't want to let him wrestle for whatever reason. They just he didn't wrestle, and so you had to reinvent. When he was in an authority position, you could have had him wrestling as well. There's no reason why he couldn't have been both. Right. There's absolutely – in fact, there would have been so many log- – how many people did, did Vicky have problems with right. that Brad Maddox could have been involved with? You know what I mean? You know, like, and, I, and even if you don't want him to wrestle, how is he off TV all this time? Like, how do you not pair him with somebody? Because he does have that charisma that if you wanted him, you probably could have been a manager. I don't think he necessarily wanted to do that because he wanted to wrestle. I hear you. He constantly – anytime he did an interview, he talked about how he wanted to wrestle. Um. But I, don't, I just I don't get it. They, this seems like one of those, you know, this seems like the Derek Bateman EC3 situation where a few years from now we're going to be like, how the hell did, did WWE not, right. not did, capitalize? Did they not on this? figure this guy out? He's he's great. I it's such a bummer. You know, I would say the same thing too. Like, what is your ultimate plan with Byron Saxton? What is your ultimate plan? Well, they, with- they want him to be the next. They want him to be the next coach or the you know the next but great play by play guy. I, I, okay, but everybody still talks about him like he's a wrestler. You know what I mean? Do they? Like, yeah, you hear it all the time when somebody sits in for an interview. They're like, Byron, when are you going to get in the ring? When are you going to, you know, like, you, it's it's a weird thing. Corey Graves is another one. Well, Corey Graves is, we, we know the situation with Corey Graves. He, and quite frankly, I think if anyone is going to be the next, let's say, Jerry Jerry Lawler, right. the next great color guy, it's going to be Corey Graves because he's awesome in his role. And he's, he is not going to wrestle ever but again. But that's, I don't understand that. Well, why not? He, Why are you afraid of these guys wrestling? Jerry Lawler was still wrestling when he was 57. Because he the, might have a match next week. Because, you well, can, well, no, with Corey Graves, it's that he's had he had four concussions over the. Oh, so they just decided he's definitely done. Yeah, he's done. Okay. Right, that, that's that's the situation. That's different. That's way different. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Saxon, I think they realized was done a while ago, and I think it's just that they wanted, they thought he would be better in this role. I think that was the situation: is that they needed a at the time for NXT, they needed a color guy. They wanted to translate him, and they thought, okay, who can we get? This guy, not I don't. Again, I've never seen him in the ring, so I don't know how good he is in the ring. But they thought for whatever reason he'd be better on commentary, and they just decided to transition him. With Graves, it's a if he's going to be in the company, it has to be in a either a producer or a broadcaster. Okay. And he's great right. in the broadcast right. right. fair, fair enough. I did not know that. That changes a lot. I, my fault. This is what happened. This is why you were supposed to be here to help me with these things. That's right. I'm here for a reason. All right. And uh, number three. Uh, number three is interesting. This came out uh, yesterday, I think. And uh, it's Vince Russo. Again, it's Vince Russo. Take anything he says with a big grain of salt because he is Vince Russo. But what he said was interesting, which is uh, he apparently says, uh, let me see if I can pull up this quote. Here we go. I heard there's been some rumbling from USA Network saying, you know what? We may have to start getting more edgy. USA Network doesn't want to be politically correct. That's not the, the whole PC, the whole PG thing. That's not their call. That's coming from WWE. He goes on. Look at the other shows that are on USA Network from 9 to 11 at night. They're not puppet shows. Ba- basically saying all the PG thing is WWE and eventually – USA is going to come to them and say, hey, your ratings are down. We want you to get more edgy. I mean, it's an interesting thought. Uh, I don't know. First of all, I think the WWE is having far too much success as a brand oh, yes. to care about that. Correct. I think as a brand. If, if, if they're saying, okay, USA or the huge Mattel contract that we're getting. Right. They're going to pick the Mattel contract. Assuming that we can always find another network. You're not going to threaten right. us off the network. You you like us so much you just took our other show. You know what I mean? Like, you're not threatening us off USA. It's just not going to happen. 
Um, but USA is certainly a better place for the WWE than when they were on Spike. You know what I mean? Like they right. they realize then. It, well, they, and they realized in these last round of negotiations that they might have been overselling how viable, how desirable they are when the other comp- the other channel besides USA that was involved was apparently like w- A&E. I thought WGN was... WGN might have been as well, but right. a- A&E, I feel like, was the other big one. A&E's pretty good, actually. A- A&E's good, but it's... it's weird. It, it's not as good as USA. I don't think so. Well, no, it, you know, I, I don't think it is, but A&E's had some success. It, it's had some show success. Yeah. It hasn't had, I, don't, I feel like it has show success. It doesn't necessarily have channel success at this but point. But that's the weird part. Like, USA is almost the exact opposite. Most of USA's shows have been – dude, have you watched uh, Donnie? I, I, I did catch that after uh, Raw. After Raw last week? Yeah. It is – Really bad. Awful. Though I like Chris Lee, so – I mean, that makes – I don't know what to say about you. <laughs> I don't have – I watch that because I'm uh, – like every other American, I, of course, am obsessed with Christy Brinkley because she's Christy Brinkley and yeah. she's 61 and looks like she's the hottest yes. person on the face yes. of the planet right now. So I said, all right, Donnie, you got me for a little bit. It's I'll, really bad. I'll watch for a minute. It's the most horrendous thing I've ever seen. It, it's really it's bad. Terrifying. It, it's terrifying. It's really bad. All right, anyway. Uh, um, so, but if, if they get – it wouldn't surprise me if maybe it does. Yeah, get can a you little, tweak something? Can you tweak? Can, just, can just you a little bit? Maybe, right. Can you give them maybe something you say to show? Ten to eleven. You start to, or maybe you know what you do. You say, okay, we're going to take SmackDown on. Why don't you try making SmackDown a little more? Right. Edgy? Yeah, a little edgier. You, you right. Keep, you keep Raw doing what you want to do, but let's make SmackDown a little is, bit of a different. That is tough though, because I think kids watch SmackDown. It, I, I think and, that's and I definitely think they'll watch more with it being on USA Network, right? Probably. I, I, I mean, that's think, the idea is you move to USA so you get yeah, a bigger audience. I think kids really watch SmackDown. It's, it's, I think SmackDown is the place to be non-threatening, right? Like I think well, SmackDown. Well, at the same time, Raw is your. That's the TV problem. Raw has the most view, most eyeballs, but I right. think if you're going to be non, just do a wrestling show somewhere, SmackDown would be the place to do it. Whereas Raw is, it's supposed to be live. Anything can happen, you know, like that type of thing. Whereas SmackDown, I don't know. I yeesh, yeesh. I could see them tweaking something or saying, "Hey, we'd be willing to consider a little bit, but we're not going to try to be Howard Stern edgy." Nor do I think USA really wants. No, they don't that. want Howard Stern edgy. They just want, you know, instead of pure PG, they want somewhere between PG and PG thirteen. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that no. necessarily. I think you can still do a show that it's not a kids show, but that. Parents don't lose their mind about. Look, religious right. parents are gonna keep. They, my parents didn't want me to watch MTV. Right. Yeah. They didn't want you. Totally. Oh, my, my parents hated uh, the Attitude Era, or my mom. Yeah, especially. Right? My dad liked I, it, but I, my but mom. But nobody's hated suggesting it. they should go back to bra and panties matches right. and blood every single. Yeah. Week. Nobody's. I don't think anybody is suggesting that. Well, some are, but they're. Yeah. Okay. I think there is yeah. a. I think there is a comfortable in between that you could do without. Turning everyone off, but yet adding a little bit of edge to the product that you currently have. All right, let's uh, wrap it up with our top five. Our top five. Let's do a traditional top five this week. Uh, if you remember, this segment started. Uh, the concept was that we bitch a lot during the course of the show. I probably more than anyone else. Um, and we try to just use a few minutes to talk about what we actually like. So let's do that this week. The top five things that we actually like right now in WWE programming. That's all. That's the concept. Um, Aaron, I'll let you go ahead and do your number five. Uh, my number five is a piece of merchandise, and it's one that came out yeah. this week, and it is the uh, the New Day hoodie, the New Day uh, pullover that has the unicorn horn on the hood, 
and it's just everything about that is genius and yeah. They, they, I, I mean, I mean, just yeah. I saw it because they they did the segment on yeah. Monday. I I would have liked it if it protruded. came out. Yeah, yeah. right. The, the problem with that is it's hard to do that. I properly. hear you because it's a hoodie, right? Yeah. Like I get it. I just I you kind of don't know exactly what it is. Unless somebody tells you it's a unicorn horn, or you know unless I mean? you're, re- you know, it's for wrestling fans to wear around. Right, it's I got not you. something. You, but I, I love it, and, and just I, I gotta say, apparently uh, our buddy AJ Francis was down on the sidelines at the last uh, Seahawks game. Yeah, Tur- turns towards the crowd and starts doing the unicorn symbol, and apparently a bunch of fans started doing ah, it and awesome. started chanting New that's Day. That's awesome. So very yeah. good. All right, my number five is um, Page. Not showing skin. Did you notice when Paige was sitting at the broadcast table the other night? She looked great. Does she normally not look great? This is the problem. It's almost distracting how pale she is. I disagree. It's it's almost, like, you know she's in great shape. You know she's good looking. But it is almost distracting at times because she almost, and I'm trying to say this without coming off like a pig, but she almost doesn't look human. You know, like, it's a it's a, a hue that you just don't see people looking I that way. I disagree entirely. But. When she was sitting at the broadcast table the other night, and she sort of had, she was covered up, she looked great. I don't, it was interesting to me. I think if they're trying to figure out what they're doing with her, with this whole thing, I think that you could change, a, you could tweak her a little bit to make her character a bit different and a little bit more grown up is what I thought she looked like on Monday night. I just thought she looked a little bit more like an adult on Monday night, looked great, didn't look like, you know, silly girl. And I just don't know where you're trying to go with the character because I don't think you want to run away from the rebel character because I think it's why a certain part of the fan base has found themselves attracted to her. But I really, really liked it. It's sort of like how I I liked, um, you know, voluptuous... Uh, Natalia, right. uh, a few. I, I just, I thought it was a good look on Monday night for Paige. Fair enough. I think it's a good look. Boy, I, am a, I am a creep. Aren't I, you, you I really, that, creep. that kind of went off the rails right, a little stop bit. Stop it. But, um, number four. My number four. I'm going down to NXT in this one, and I specifically, what they're doing with Bailey, I think, is absolutely fantastic. They've moved past you know the four horsewomen era. Yeah. Where it's going to, and what they've done is they've set up Bailey even as the champion. To be the ultimate babyface with who they've had her go through. You know, Alexa Bliss was her first big feud, and Alexa Bliss, great, just the, the biggest bitch ever. You know, like the classic Trish Stratus type bitch. And, and you know, so obviously, you know, you then go to Eva Marie, who is Eva Marie, hated, booed out of the building. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you know, Bailey gets even more and more juice. And now after Eva Marie, they're going to Nia Jax, who is this monster. And so you're putting uh, Bailey right back into the underdog baby face role, even though she's the champion. And it's amazing that they're able to, because normally when it comes to a baby face, especially an underdog baby face champion, you can't get the title reign right at all. It, it usually falters off because they can't figure out how to make them credible while also keeping them baby face and, and get it, keeping them over. And they're just doing it so well with Bailey, so I'm really uh, pleased with what they're doing there. Okay, my number four is also at NXT, oddly enough. But I know you're like, huh? Uh, but it's selfish, and it's because it's somebody that we both really like a lot. Um, I really liked uh, Mojo getting the Breaking Ground episode. I think that did a lot for him. And I I think that there was so much fear about his alignment with Rob Gronkowski, and, and I think it, there was a lot of negativity that came to that. 
But I like the notion of trying to make Mojo the Rob Gronkowski of the WWE. Yeah. I Because we've seen what's happened with Rob Gronkowski in the last couple of years, which is a complete... Dude, when he got hurt on Sunday night, did you look at Twitter? Oh, everyone was so were, distraught. And, and they hate the... The yeah. whole country hates the Patriots. Yeah. And yet the entire country was distraught over the notion of Rob Gronkowski yep. getting hurt. Because we've realized he's harmless. Yeah. He's Rob Gronkowski. He's a lovable teddy bear. The, the the thing, the segment that I think really solidified who Mojo was, was uh, it was after the after Brooklyn. They showed him backstage. It was uh, the realest guys in the room, Ryder and Mojo, you know, talking about where they were going out to party afterwards. And it was the three of them. And then Mojo comes on. He's like, oh, where are we going to party? Let's go. Let's go get some chicks. And Zack Ryder kind of looks and is like, is Mojo really coming around? Yeah. And just like, he's that guy. Everyone knows that guy. I, I think like that... He can, yes, he can be annoying at times. Yes. But, he's, but that's part of his charm. He can be annoying, but he's also very lovable. And he's, that's the point. The, yeah. He's a giant teddy bear. Yeah. And I don't... I know it's... I'm not telling you to put him on the roster next week. No. No, look, no, no. Now, but you are starting to get to the point where it's been a few years and... There, there have been a lot of guys longer than him. I and, get that, but yeah. there is a danger that you get to about five years and it's probably just not right, happening. But it's only been three, four. I get it. So. It's been three. I just... I I really like them... I, Breaking Ground is probably great. You know what I mean? If I watch every episode of Breaking Ground, it's probably great. I watch that because Dean is a guy that we know... Dean Mutati, who used to play football at Maryland, How dare you? was not teammates with uh, AJ, our, our third voice. Were they really together for one year? Yeah. Was AJ a redshirt? Yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense. All right, all right. So that one, all right, one year. Yes. But it's one year. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not even. I I got to know Dean covering the team, and then Dean actually would come by and hang out at the studio before he got into the NFL. He had a very brief cup of coffee with the Arizona Cardinals. Was he with the Packers? He was with, I, I know like, he was with the Cardinals. I don't know. Yeah, he was, I think he was with the Packers briefly as well. Okay, you might be right about that. I, I don't remember. We, I, when he was with the Cardinals, we were talking a lot. We would talk very regularly when he was spending time with the Cardinals. Um, you know, I, 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 just, I just love him. I just love him. I'm so happy for him, and I do feel like they have put enough time into him that his character can come around to being lovable. And that, and that's sort of the Zack Ryder thing. Yeah, and then part of it is you, the hype bros. Yes, yeah. it, it works. Yeah. It works. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm all on board. Anyway, go ahead. You're number three. Uh, my number three. What was my number three? Oh, yes. My number three is, is basically what they're doing with Charlotte and Becky and just the Divas division. It's not perfect, but it's so much better than it was two months ago. And this is kind of what we were hoping for when – the whole Divas Revolution thing happens is that you're starting you're starting to get somewhat coherent storylines. Again, not perfect. We we went over why it's not perfect, but there seems to be a plan there. You can see, you know, the dots starting to connect a little bit. You see them kind of turning, not randomly, but having re- reasons for the turning, even if the turning's a little bit too right. much. Actually, get reason behind it. You see depth in the Divas division. You're seeing multiple feuds starting to break open at once. This is what we were hoping for, and I'm hoping that it continues. Uh, you know, I hope you're right. I, I didn't, I just, 
Anyway, I'll move on. Uh, number nine, number three is Titus Dust. I'm in, I'm on board. I already said that. I didn't like the way the promo ended, but I I love it. I love Titus. I think that's part of the. I, I would probably love Titus doing anything. Yeah, you, you would but, like Titus feuding with Titus. I, I also like. Hey, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> but I also like Stardust. I think we've talked about that before. We were both all on board with Stardust when it came in. I think it's this is how to use Stardust. Stardust cannot be a a main eventer. Nothing involving the Ascension you're going to get me to care about. This is a great way to use Stardust. Because this is the best way to use Gold Dust. Right. Hey, hello, Gold Dust Booker T was the greatest thing ever. Right. We all loved the odd couple. The does he hate him, does he love him, does he... It's not that drastically different. It's on a much lower scale than Rock and Foley. We loved the interactions. We love the we love you one week, we hate you the next week thing. I want that, and Titus and Stardust are perfect for that because they're both great. Individually, they're tremendous. So, yep. of course, they'd be good yep. together. Yeah, it's wonderful. I, I, I don't get the people who are still clamoring for Cody to become cold, Cody again because I think we're just uh, scratching I, at the surface. If you're trying started. to say that you think that Cody could be a bigger star if but, he was just but, Cody. But, yes, fine. But that, that's down the line. There, there's still stuff to get out of. So he's not going to be a main eventer I would, right now. I would still... worry that the longer you do this, the more he's set up to be gold dust for the rest of his career. Which is not the end. That's the, not the worst thing. It I've ain't heard. the the worst. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. All right. My number two is my favorite trend from the past couple weeks, and that's random people dancing with the New Day. Oh, okay. It's All right. Tra- you know, we had Barrett last week. We had Sheamus this week. And it is the most wonderful thing ever to see the New Day you know, getting the power of positivity into these normal stiffs and getting them to dance in just ridiculous, ridiculous manner. And it's wonderful. I mean, basically, obviously, the New Day does everything here. But specifically, this is amazing. It's the best thing about them interacting with people outside well, of the I, New Day. Let me save my thoughts for the next one. Let me just save my thoughts. My number two is uh, Rusev, who's just the best. And He's your number one. Okay, yeah. Rusev is great. He's wonderful. I. He should be... I already did. I already dealt with it. My number one is because it's got to be something specific about the new day now. Right. Yeah, we can't yeah, just we say can't the just new say day. The new day. Right. My number one is the use. I, I like surprises. How are you going to use the word booty from week to week? I am waiting. Nothing. I, the problem with it is they might have ruined it with when life gives you booty, we make booty aid. I mean, like I don't know how you do better than that. But surprise booty. Having it walking around the booty sign. I mean, the the booty do, do, thing. Do we need to start like a segment on the show, just like booty watch? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we just go over how booty was used that week. It's so marvelous. But uh, yeah, that's my number one. Big time thanks to Glenn Ruth, Headbanger Thrasher, for checking in with us. Make sure you go out and support our friends from Maryland Championship Wrestling on Friday night in Felton, Delaware. Go to MarylandWrestling.com right now to get your tickets. Thanks to you for spreading the word about the show. Please continue to do so. Uh, tell your friends. Like us. Um, pass it along on Twitter, on Facebook, on JDate, wherever it is that you can pass things along. Please do so. Let people know about what we're doing. Um, thanks to Cage Side Seats for uh, putting us over each and every week. They've uh, They've really been wonderful to us, and we've never really done anything for them. So... Thanks. I, thanks, yeah. Right? I mean, we're big fans of their product. I mean, they do a great job. 
thanks to our silent partner, AJ Francis. Or I guess I guess I need to do that. Hang on, before we get to that. You. Uh, Me. Yes. You're on Twitter where? Uh, the Aoster. And uh, the show is on Twitter. Jobbing Out Show. The Gmail for the show is? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And we're going to do a mailbag this month. At some point this month, we're doing a mailbag. Yeah. I, I think the last, depending on how everything goes, because uh, we're going to have – one of our shows is going to be like the year in review show, and maybe we'll do a mailbag as like the ending to that. Okay. Just kind of like what, what your questions are or your thoughts are about that. So we'll, we'll figure it out. But we'll right. let you guys know ahead of time. All right. Very good. Um, the What's coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, Rolling Stone, I got a lot coming up. I don't know what order it's going to be in, but I have two interviews lined up. One I will I will say right now. One is with Brad Maddox. I could not get him on this show just because of timing issues. I know, I know, I know. Don't look at me like that. Oh, I'm not looking at you. That's oh, the problem. Right. I won't look at you. And, now. and and one is with another that will be real. I think a lot of people will be into. And then I'm also this weekend. I hate you, just for the record. Well, I hate you. You can't get anything. So uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> But Who got us Virgil? You did get us Virgil. You're damn right I did. You did get us Virgil. I got us Virgil. That That is correct. I got us uh, DDP. Yeah, uh-huh. You keep telling me about what I can't get. I got everybody else. But um, I don't know if that's true, but probably. <laughs> but uh, and then this weekend, I'm I still going, got us Virgil. I'm, I'm going up to Philadelphia to the Shakara season finale, oh, yeah. and I'll be writing okay. about that for Rolling Stone. Oh. Why, don't, why don't you just go ahead and have an interview with Rusev and not invite me? Why don't you just have a party with the New Day and not invite me, you dick? Oh, I absolutely Yeah, Brad would. Maddox. Why would I want to talk to Brad Maddox? I, I absolutely. If I could party with the New Day, I absolutely would not I, invite you. I hate you so much. You, you, see, you have no positivity. That's why. You would be <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. The website is glennclarkradio.com. Uh, uh, AJ, who is not with us this week because football, at AJ Francis. He'll be with us next week, hopefully, though. I will not be, though. You will I am in Nashville. We're, we're, if you got still, a week off, I get a week off. We're we're still uh, figuring out exactly what we're All going right. to do for next week's show, but it, it should be. A, I will be there. I will have a guest. So it might just be AJ the entire time. All I right. might just have him call in, and we'll we'll do that. It might be AJ, or I might have somebody else come in. We will see. Uh, but yeah, keep your eye out for that. All right, very good. At AJ Francis four ten is his Twitter. For AJ, for Fantasizer, for Wrestle Crate, for Aaron, I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out.